Welcome to this very special edition of the Dean Graziosi Show. In today's turbulent, uncertain, somewhat scary times, you need capabilities now more than ever to thrive, to start the business, to be secure when things change, to balance being a mom, a dad, a husband, a wife, someone who wants to start the business or transcend or shift their career. How do you fit all this in while simultaneously the inner self-doubt is telling you this isn't the right time, you're an imposter? Well, I sat down with my dear friend Jenna Kutcher. If you don't know Jenna, this is an amazing young lady who by all uh, outside world opinions was successful because she went to college and got a job. But one day she woke up in her cubicle with no window and said, this is not happiness. This is not success. I can't take it. She bought a camera off of Craigslist or eBay for $300 and started a wedding photography business. She ended up being one of the best wedding photographers in her state. But then she took it to a whole nother level and entered the digital economy, the information age, and started teaching other women how to be in business, how to run successful wedding photography businesses, and how to go to another level. Now, Jenna runs a seven-figure information business. She has a vacation house in Hawaii, one up in the mountains on the lake. She works from home. She's an amazing mom, connected, an amazing wife. Their family is fantastic. Their business is thriving. So who better than Jenna and myself to sit down and deliver you capabilities? This was a very special five-part series we were doing for another project. But because the world has shifted and because you need this information now, over the next few weeks, we're going to be releasing all of them. I suggest you don't miss a single word. You grab a notebook, grab a pen, because the dynamic of man and woman, different generations from different backgrounds, but all with the same desire to serve, impact, and have freedom and success for ourselves, make these some of the best interviews of my life. Now, without further ado, let's get to the Jenna and Dean podcast series. Welcome to the Dean Graziosi Show. All success starts right here. Today, 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 we are diving in to something I'm so excited to talk about with you. And we're going to talk about the different marketing strategies that both of us use because our heart is the same in the desire for impact, but the way we approach things is really different. Completely different. All right. So let's do it. Talk to me about like, let's just say today, you come up with an offer and you need to get it out into the world. What's the first thing you do? Really quick. So I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay. Just just because I want to position the opportunity we have today. So in today's world, I hear so many people say, well, it's oversaturated. There's so many ads on Facebook. There's so many people doing things on YouTube, on Instagram. And I just want to rewind when I started, right? Yeah. This is why this is an odd couple of yeah. works so well. When I started in 98, where were you in 98? Uh, 10 years old. Okay. In, in 98, <laughs> I launched my first infomercial. Okay. In 1998, there wasn't even dial-up. Like yeah. it was, I mean, barely dial-up. There was no internet. Videos didn't play. They would buffer forever. So it didn't exist. So when I decided I wanted to launch my product, yep. my, my information product, Tony Robbins got my money off an infomercial like, 10 years prior yeah. and I'm like that's how I have to do it I have to I have to do an infomercial so um the difference I want to share for for just to stop not the complaining I don't, that sounds like I'm being disrespectful but to the thought of like oh it's oversaturated no it is the greatest thing that's ever been invented for you to make impact to target who you want and let's talk mm-hmm. about that but let's just talk about the infomercial world yeah. right it's the complete opposite of niche marketing yeah right so i borrowed every dollar i could i got eight different credit cards i told you this yesterday i put yeah. like 80 grand on credit cards i took all the cash i had i sold a piece of property i had 
cost me a couple hundred grand to film a show, produce it, make it beautiful, build a course, then had to buy a, find a media buyer to book different stations. Yeah. And then they said, do you want to be on CNBC at 5 a.m. or 5.30? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and what do I do when they call? And like, I had a, then I had to give like a $30,000 deposit for media, then a $5,000 deposit for an this inbound. This is my worst listen, nightmare. Listen to this. The, <laughs> for an inbound call center to answer the phone. And then they said, well, we need your script. So I had to write a script for an inbound call center. And then after they took the offers, they wanted to, e they, they ha didn't even have email. Like, how do I get those offers over to me? And then how do I get it to a fulfillment? How, like, Oh my God, but I didn't know anything different. Yeah. Just like yeah. if someone wanted to go across America in 1900, they took a horse and buggy. Yeah. They didn't know a car was coming. So the only reason I want to share that is that was like saying, you know, it's just like casting a big wide net. Not yeah. after all that money, then I had a show on TV that you hoped someone walked by a TV. They didn't skip the commercial. Yeah. They actually listened to me for 15 minutes. And then they had to go to their phone, pick it up, talk to an operator for so 15 many minutes. Steps. So I don't mean, I just want to say is like, that's all that existed besides direct mail and newspapers. Yeah. Today we have, and that's what I want to talk about today. Today you have the ability to go online and you could target pregnant moms who like Pilates and eat peanut butter and jelly yeah. who want to work <laughs> out at midnight. And there's still like 22,000 of yes. them. Yes. Right. So I want you to say, first of all, I'm coming at this interview saying you are at the perfect time in history yeah. to get your message, your product, your service out to the exact person who wants and needs it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to even hear all of this because I don't know if I've ever actually watched a full infomercial in my right. life. And so Different generation. it is. And, it, and it's funny, too. I've purposefully not googled to watch any of yours because i want to know the dean yeah, i know yeah. but what's so interesting to me is when i think about all of the barriers to entry for you and all the barriers to entry for somebody to purchase what you are selling the fact that you made it doing that is kind of insane yeah no it's true kind of a true story <laughs> and, and i have to say one thing and then let's get back to your original question yeah but Infomercials were something I did for 20 years. Yeah. I still have an infomercial playing right now. Not, not as big as it used to be, but yeah. it's still a $40 million a year business, yeah. right? From an infomercial. And, but I, and yes, it obviously was much bigger than that. But what happened was I ignored social media because yeah. I had a several hundred million, like I had a hundred million dollar plus year business yeah. impacting lives through infomercials. And I mastered that. And then all of a sudden social media came like, eh, I don't need I'm that. doing over a hundred million a year. Eh. Yeah. And then one day, a younger kid, a kid was 22 years old, and he said, well, who are you? And I, I, his dad was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's like, well, who are you? And his dad said, you don't know who he is? And he goes, oh, yeah, I looked him on, on Instagram. He's got 5,000 followers. He's nobody. And it literally, that was, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But he basically said, yeah. dad, why are you following this guy? He's got no followers. And I'm like, what does followers have to do? I'm like, oh, that's a whole different generation. That's my business card. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, you're not anybody. You have 5,000 followers. So it really shifted. And then the part I want to tell you guys is what allowed me to be successful. And I think we should go deeper on this today. Yeah. Besides how would I start an ad yeah. is most people say, are you good at this? Are you good at direct mail? Are you good on Instagram or a YouTube guy? Or are you a podcast person yep. or are you an infomercial guy? Or it's like, or, or woman. And what I realized is I just took what I learned being on TV yeah. is to be, and you already know it intuitively, yeah. is just be the realest version of me. Mm -hmm. Be authentic. Tell people like it is. If you don't have a good vocabulary, don't use it. If you dress in t-shirts, dress in t-shirts. Yep. If you nurse your baby in the middle of a video, yeah, you do, do it. it. Yeah. And people 
are so craving authentic and real mm -hmm. because they're just so sick of the overnight magic things out there that I just took that same messaging and like two years ago, we just started on social media. Yep. And my Instagram account has blown past, we're over 600,000 people now. Mm -hmm. Facebook went to a million five. I just sold, we just passed 600,000 books sold through social media alone. Yeah. So just took that same approach. And I think that's one of the things we could really share today is, uh, hopefully maybe, is I just took an authentic approach yep. and it worked just as well as I did on TV. Yeah. So when you think back, because I mean, infomercials had so many moving parts yeah. and all of a sudden social media allows you to just go live with yeah. hitting a button or right. you know record a story or post an offer like how would you share something now if today we were like let's create a ten dollar webinar that people could sign up for what would be the first thing you would do today so I would, first off, I mean, this is the crazy part, right? Yeah. I would probably go on Facebook yep. and create a Facebook group. Yep. Right. I have a $7 a month mastermind. Yeah. Right. So think of this. You can go online, yeah. set up a Facebook group. Yep. Right. Yep. Decide what content you want to put in there. Yep. And you could film those videos, literally a tripod or sitting your phone on something yep. and filming it and upload it to Facebook. And there's already content in there. And here's the crazy part. Even though we're sitting in my studio, we don't really have it set up yeah. for fancy right now. We're just <laughs> filming. But I have a studio. I have cameras that are $40,000 each. The tripods are 10 grand each. We have half a million dollars of equipment in this room. Yeah. You know what my best ads are? Me walking phone. with a phone and going, hey, guys, I, I just want to share something with you. And yep. I stumble. And my son goes, hey, Dad, you get me water? I'm like, be right there, bud. And I finish the ad. And all yep. of a sudden, so think of that progression of infomercial, credit cards, life, like dedication, quarter million bucks, or you and I right now, mm -hmm. and we should do this on a future pod. Yeah. We could start a, a, a mastermind yeah. on, Facebook, on a Facebook group. Yep. We could set it up. We could film an ad. We could connect a page, a page that we create through a, like a, a ClickFunnels yeah. or Kajabi, yeah. connect it to Stripe. We could do all of that before the hour ended mm -hmm. in a podcast you and I did. We could shoot an ad right together. Now. Yeah, we could shoot an ad together yeah. and upload it on Facebook and literally have sales coming in before we were done. Yeah. I mean, that's where we are now. That's could be, that could feel overwhelming to you. Of course, anything new is overwhelming, but just if you compare it, I went across America in a yeah. horse and buggy. Okay. <laughs> and you guys get a jet yeah, like, and it's a private jet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. So what about you? You started in a different era than yeah. me. So you didn't even know anything different. You're no. just like, I have this thing, Instagram, that I used to be, it used to be like an editing A photo tool. editing yeah. app. Yeah. I mean, if anyone scrolled all the way back to the beginning, you would see me actually using it as a photo editing app. And there are all these photos of my dogs and nothing was curated. <laughs> and what I think is so amazing now is that we have this ability to speak into people's lives without feeling that mass urge. And I think a lot of times when you think of infomercials, you're trying to reach the masses, like yeah. you said. And nowadays it's like you feel like you're friends with someone. Like think of someone you follow online that you've never met in real life and you could tell me about their dog's name yeah, or their yeah. children or what color their coffee mug is or whatever that looks like. And I think that marketing has shifted in this way of instead of screaming, it's like a whisper. Yeah. Like instead of like trying to be louder. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. Yes. And that's what I think is so cool. So to me, it's like I could create some offer, but I want to approach it from a way of like 
who is my friend and how would I talk to them? And yeah. that's exactly oh, how I advertise. Oh, such a good. Yeah. The, it, I'll it, record a voice note to an actual friend and then I'll transcribe that into an email. Like, hey, I have this thing and this is why it would help you. And I know your life is busy. And I know this might not feel like the right time, but I really think this could be it for you. And that's my email to the masses, but yeah. it feels like it's to one. Yeah. No. And think about the emails that you open. Yeah. Right. You email, yeah. you open the emails that are like a friend wrote to you. Yes. Like even with Tony, yeah. you know, Tony and I are partners. I, 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 I looked at uh, working with his team right now. Yeah. All of his emails are so structured and mm -hmm. so corporate and always have a, a big banner and they're HTML and, yes. and the subject lines are like really sterile. And I'm like, that may have worked ages mm -hmm. ago, but I don't feel like Tony had anything to do with any of that. Yeah. Like somebody in his office went, if you'd like to go to like, yes. you know, and yes. it's like, I, I was just joking with this team. Like if you if I sent you that email yeah. as a friend, would you yeah. have opened it? Yeah. Right. No. no. So, so I love that thought process and I love recording like you're telling a friend cause it's yeah. always the one person. My mom teaches nursing and, um, she listens to all my podcasts and things. And she was like, Jenna, I tried what you said and it worked. And I was like, what? She goes, I changed up my subject lines on my email and I sent one out and said FOMO question mark. And that was the subject line from a nursing instructor. And she's like, everyone opened it. I got more. And I was like, that's because I feel like when we've ever been taught, especially my generation, marketing and sales, it's always been shown at a mass level to us. And so that's what we mimic. So we mimic like the giant brands and we yeah, don't really understand true. because the true people that are mastering selling, you never feel like you're being sold to. Of course. And so, and I think other people get delusioned by the term branding. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I think corporate America has, I mean, I remember without going to college, but I remember enough that I was exposed to is like branding, like yes. Pepsi and Coca-Cola. The logo, and, the and, color. And, right, MGM mm -hmm. and the logo and the style and get the, get it out to the masses and billboards and, and the world has changed, yes. right? Because again, with an infomercial, we were, I was casting a big wide net. Yep. Traditional branding, you're casting a big wide net and you're hoping people come. The world, we're able to pinpoint people. There's so many people hundreds of millions of people online mm -hmm. that you don't have to go after anybody that doesn't fall in with except exactly what you, they need. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like in our, in the knowledge business blueprint course, it's like discover what you're good at. Yep. We call it a superpower, but discover yep. what you're good at. And if you have a product or service, same thing, discover that product, that service, who needs it, who wants it. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to step out a little, you could stay in your swimming lane mm -hmm. and just go after that person. And there's enough for you to be incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Like, and I don't yes. want to use that term, but it's the truth. Yeah. You don't have to bring in someone from the left and the right. There's enough right in front of you that already need it. Well, and I think too, like when I think about marketing these days, there is such a shift from the corporate verbiage yeah. and language and the way they show up to be more personal. I'm seeing giant companies transfer Trying. over and, and I kind of have an interesting look at this because I'm also a quote influencer, which I hate that terminology, yeah. but I get paid by brands to speak about products because they see that if it doesn't have a face, if there's no emotion involved, they're not going to sell. Yep. And so it's interesting to see these big box companies be like, we have this great brand, but there's no personality. There's no there's connection. No. There's no emotion. So how did you shift your mindset really from these big, broad infomercials to have that more direct emotional response from people? Because that really is kind of the evolution of your business when yeah. you look at it. Yeah. So I would think I wanted more results for my clients. Yeah. Right. So, um, and if you're 
really think through that lens. Like I've been blessed to do really well. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is all, for the rest, for the next 50 years, it's pure impact. Like yeah. I was put on this earth. I have the ability to inspire others. I want to do it bigger, faster, quicker. And I never want to stop growing. Yeah. Like I have zero desire to quit. I will at a hundred, I'll just fall over while I'm filming. If anybody's still watching me, I'll yeah. still film. Um, so what I realized is the way through impact in today's world is authenticity and understanding what their challenges are and them getting to know you, Mm -hmm. right? Like you said something and I want to, I'll go back to that answer, but I I don't want to forget it. Um, went to, I spoke on stage this last week in Florida and I'm sneaking to go to the back and this woman runs over and she's like, Oh my God, Dean. She's like, Oh my God. And she's like, thank you so much for uh, the knowledge business blueprint. And Oh, Jenna's amazing. She introduced me to you. And I'm thinking she's a friend of yours. Yeah. And she's like, Jenna introduced me to you. And she goes, Lisa, you guys are getting married in August. <laughs> and she gives her a hug. Yeah. And then she turns to Jeremy. She goes, Jeremy, you've been such a big help. <laughs> and it was just everything I wanted. Yeah. Like, She trusted you Mm -hmm. because you give your heart and soul and you let her feel understood. Mm -hmm. You have, you two have a connection. Mm -hmm. She's your friend. Yep. And simultaneously, because she's your friend, now she's my friend. Yep. And she knows my fiance and she knows Jeremy because he works in my office. Yeah. And that gave her the trust to say, I'm going to spend $2,000 on a course with you. And then after the course, oh my God, he's still here. He's delivering. So what I realized is that especially this next gen, few generations, yep. they're not buying off of the slick salesperson. They want someone that they know cares, not pretend cares, mm-hmm. not writes good copy, not has the perfect presentation, but yeah. somebody is just like, I'm having a conversation with you. I want to yeah. help you. Yep. And I knew that I couldn't make a better, a, a next level impact. And I have to tell you, when I first launched, uh, maybe some of you watching or listening to me now at first thought this about me. I have so many people say, when I first saw you online, I was like, oh, it's the infomercial guy. I'm not watching and I have to tell you, when I first started, I may have been like two, because I've been on TV for so long. I'm like, hey, everybody did. Like, and it's, I'm off, I'm enthusiastic. That's yeah. not, a, that's not yeah. like a high, I don't do it on purpose. Yeah. You know me behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. I'm always running around like yeah. this. But what I realized really fast is I want them to get to know the real me. Yeah. And we just watch things change. And people now like comment, I first saw you this. Thank God I listened. And now I'm listening even more. I've read thousands and, and I suggest this to anybody. If, if you don't have a following, Find a niche similar to yours and get in their groups, get in their funnel, read what they're saying. Because if you want to learn how to market, people will tell you what they need, what they're afraid of, what they desire. And now I just want to, I want to keep solving problems and I want to do it in a way where people know I truly do care. And that's an unfair advantage you have. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say is like, it's funny when I first was like talking about Dean all the time and I was like, Oh, you guys got to go check him out. And I was like, just watch his stories because his stories are where you see Dean's heart. And I feel like, I feel like as marketers and entrepreneurs, we are constantly having to learn and grow and change and evolve. And I feel like the people that don't and aren't willing to do that work, they don't grow. Um, I mean, I look at the way I used Instagram five years ago versus the way I use it today. And I've shifted and pivoted and changed and tried different things. And what I think is so interesting about the internet nowadays is that we want to be able to place people in their lives. Like if I can't imagine you making coffee in the morning, I'm not going to buy coffee because you tell me to buy it. I need to be able to imagine like, well, how does this fit into her life or his life? 
then how can it fit into mine? And I feel like the way that we're selling now is through the way that we're living. Like we're not just selling products or services. We're selling lives, like lifestyles. And I think that social media gives us this ability to like welcome people into the lifestyle and then be like, if this is what you want, here's what will help you get there. Yeah. And no, true. And, and you lead with kind of imperfect. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's your, that's, and but that's so real because we're craving it. And, and so I, I really um, geek out on this stuff yeah. because especially, and I'm going to tell you this little story and I don't mean to dominate this, but this is something I like to talk about because I think it can really help people is in infomercials, I really had to understand the fear. And I, this is America. If you're listening from anywhere in the world, but I'm telling you with America, I had to really understand what America was feeling as a whole. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go on social media and go into Facebook back office and say, I want to run an ad only to 45 to 65 year old women who want to make, like I couldn't, I had to cast a big net. So I obsessed, I had the number one infomercial for many years in a row. I obsessed on what was America thinking? And I came up with this silly analogy and I want you guys to think about this as you go through and start marketing to really understand where we are because it'll help um, really, like the kickoff will be huge, is I looked at it like the Titanic. Okay. Okay. Y'all, everybody knows the story yeah. of the Titanic. In when the economy is going good, so yep. let's just say in you know year two thousand, uh, you know it's a long time ago, but I'm using that as an analogy. The Titanic, it's parked in London. It's the grandest ship in the history of the world. It's the biggest, it's the fastest, most luxurious. That's the economy going up. Everything's aspirational. Everybody's excited. I'm going to get on this ship. I'm going to go to America. We're going to get there faster. I'm going to eat gourmet food, five star. I'm going to stay in this suite. It's like the economy's going up. All you need to do is talk about how amazing the ship is, Mm -hmm. right? But then like any economy in that ship, unfortunately it hit an iceberg, right? When the ice, when it hit the iceberg and the ship was sinking, no one cared about first class. Yeah. No one cared about the fastest ship or the food. They cared about survival. Mm-hmm. So when people hit the water, the only thing they cared about was life preservers. Yep. So think about this in your marketing. This is what this is it's literally an exercise that I did. Is when it was aspirational. Yep. I talk about where you want to go. You want to go. You want another. You want the guest house or second house or the Hawaiian home mm-hmm. or the second car or build a gym for your husband. Yeah. Like that's, but when the economy crashed, like it did in 2007, and this was, I was on TV in 2007, people weren't talking about that anymore. Yeah. In, in fact, conversations at dinner tables, when they went out with their friends, were like, oh my God, I got to, I got to file foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Foreclosures were every third house. In some cities, it was every one out of three houses. Yeah. Pe- bankruptcy, all time high. At first, that was embarrassing. But then it became normal. So anyway, the reason I'm sharing that is when it was, the economy was booming, like it kind of is now, we're on the cusp of a change. It's aspirational, talk about tomorrow. But when the economy crashes, I felt that of America and my whole infomercial strategy switched. And instead of saying, because I was in the how to make money with real estate, instead of saying, hey, buy houses, do this. I was like, hey, I want to show you a way to be secure. Yep. I want to throw you a life preserver. Yep. So think, right? So now I was aspirational. Yep. Second house. Now it's like, let me give you a life preserver. Yeah. Because we're going down, we're sinking, and I'm the guy that throws out life preservers. Yep. And the, my competitors were still selling speedboats. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, let's get rich and be like, rich, my father's going through foreclosure, my cousin is, and I think I'm next. Mm-hmm. Life preservers. But then I realized as the economy changed, and this is just in my industry, as the economy changed, people got complacent and they got used to being in the water. I'm like, ah, I guess it's good enough. So then my marketing switched 
to kicking the way I do is I want to kick complacent people. I want to be like, are you crazy? Like I wanted to shake them like, yes, we had a tough time, but it's starting to turn. Get on board yeah. or you're going to be left behind. Yep. My marketing shifted again. I outdid my competition and then the economy went back up and I was back to aspirational. Now, I know that's a big scale, but what is the people you're going after? Yes, you can target exactly who you want, but what are they feeling? Are we? Are you selling a money-making product in a down economy? Mm -hmm. Are you selling how to get thin again after someone has a baby or is it before? Like all these things come into play mm -hmm. and if you can live inside their head, if you could enter conversations they're already having, you have the unfair advantage in today's world to target your ideal person mm -hmm. and then read a thousand of their comments and then target what they're thinking because you will win 100% of the time if you enter conversations conversations they're already having and what I see so many people do wrong is they try to invent a new conversation mm -hmm. they try to invent I know you and your husband could go to another level if you do this and like in your head you're like we're, we're freaking good yeah. like don't mess with what I got yep. don't, don't try to give me your conversation but if you're thinking I wish I wish we guys Drew and I had you know more passion after the the baby's born then that might be a conversation you have and somebody could enter that and say oh we found this great way yep. does that make sense yeah I hope I explained all that no right. it does and I can tell you the conversation my people are having right now or thinking through is and I think this is what's so cool about the way that we approach marketing and the and the differences is we sold the same program right we yep. both sold KBB and we did it entirely different because what was happening and what I was like analyzing the whole time is I'm like, okay, like Dean and Tony, they're like name dropping these names. We're like Googling, who are these people that they keep talking about? And then they're saying numbers and I'm like, my people, they just need like a hundred dollars a month. And it's so interesting because I think too, it's like what's so cool about the differences between us is like, you've been doing this for so long and you've seen these like crazy results. To me, I can't even wrap my mind around a hundred million dollars. I can't. Like to me, my people, like $50,000 is yeah, like yeah, yeah. the thing. And um, when we were in Puerto Rico, one of our friends was talking about how he had asked like a hundred different people, like if you could have one thing in the world, what would it be? And they said a million dollars. They couldn't even think past that. Like yeah. that was yeah, the yeah. thing. And so what I think is so cool is like, as you're talking and like when we can enter different, we're entering a conversation on the same topic right from entirely different entry points and hitting two totally different audiences yep. with the same product yep. using totally different methods it's like so cool to me because like i feel like my people it's it when you know like when we can say my people because we yeah, know course. them so well when we know what they're thinking what they're anticipating what they're going to call us out on what they're concerned yeah, what they with need, what they're afraid of that's when the magic happens so it's so funny to me because i'm like some people, like some of the names you say, I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to go Google that person. I don't even know what that is. And then it's like some of the things I probably reference, you're like, what? We were talking about K-pop yesterday. Yeah, and I'm Dean's like, like what is K-pop? <laughs> I was like, this is what's the magic yeah. that's happening right well, here. Well, here's the thing. It's a prime example because what the decision I had to make doing this with Tony yeah. is we had your audience yeah. and Ed Milet and Brendan Burchard yeah. and Ethan Willis and, and so many other people. Yeah. We had people from the fitness world. We had people that made over a half a million dollars a year. We had right. people that are just starting out. And for me, I have to look, I had to look at this big wide ocean and go, I'm picking this lane down the yeah, middle. Exactly. But that was because we did something on a mass scale. Mm -hmm. But the, the cool part is the reason you make such an impact, the reason 
you bond with people is because you knew exactly where your clients live. Yep. And most people don't. Yep. And I don't care what anybody says. I've been to, I've consulted and got paid stupid amounts of money for a day for a company doing a half a billion a year and they want to go to a billion and they had no idea who they were serving. Yeah. Like I'd ask, why would you send an email like this? It's like, well, it was a discount on a product we had, but why? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, who writes this? Um, and it was like, they didn't know who wrote yeah. it. They didn't know why they wrote it. They didn't know what they need. They had a list that you and I would die for, yeah. like millions of people, yeah. but no dialogue, no relationship and no understanding. Yeah. They just were so big and pushed so much out. It was like, if you throw enough crap against the wall, something sticks, yes. right? And we made tiny shifts of saying, why don't you not just act like you care? Yeah. What if you guys had a new philosophy of a company that you really did care? Yes. And I didn't mean to be rude, but I was yeah. like, yeah. Because to me, it doesn't seem like you care. It's all about the numbers. Yes. But what if your numbers grew when you really did care? And when you care to someone, what's what's the number one thing, especially as a woman? And I've read a million books on this and I'm, yeah. I'm in the best relationship in my life because I've grown as a man. Yeah. And I know my fiance, if I do one thing above all else, bonds us. That's yeah. listen. Yeah. But yes. above all else. Like yes. even sometimes when I'm like in the first three seconds and I know it's cliche, but in the first three seconds, I'm like, oh my God, I could solve this right now. And yeah. I literally would sit there and be like, I did that in my last relationship and that didn't work out so well. I was like, okay, I got that. What's next? Yes. Like that's how I would always yeah. feel like, oh, I can fix that. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? And I couldn't understand it, but that's your clients. Mm -hmm. Like you do that so well. And I continue to push myself to, all you got to do is listen. They'll tell you their fears, tell you their desires. And if you can ethically solve them. Yeah game changes. Yeah. Well, and I think too, nowadays, I think especially people in my generation that have grown up with all this, they're so fixated on the numbers that they forget that each number is a human being. Yes. And so it's like, to me, I like what I preach is like, if you have one follower, you're an influencer. And I feel like this generation, especially on social media, it's, it's like that kid where he looked you up and he was like, you're nobody, you have 5,000 followers we're gauging people's popularity and success yeah. and all of this. And it's like, we need to be using our influence now. And what I, I think most successful people have done is they built their audience, their business, everything brick by brick. And as you're laying each brick, you're getting to know it and you're yeah. listening and you're understanding. And people now are walking in. I was at the coffee shop the other day working and there's two college girls sitting next to me. And I was listening to their conversation and one was just complaining about entry level work and how she just wishes she could walk into a company and consult with them. And I wanted to turn to her and right. say, you are so entitled. Like, do you know what these people have built? Do yeah. you understand like how they have put this business together? You they can't don't. walk in. And so it's like, you, you guys see chapter 20 when you missed all of the beginnings. Yeah. And so what, with marketing these days, I feel like people want to be on this fast track yeah. when I think the real true solutions is that slow grow. Yeah. And just picture, I always use the analogy when my team is planting apple trees. Yeah. Right? When you plant apple trees, it doesn't produce fruit for four to six years. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Like, you're hoeing up the ground. You bought land. You cleared the trees. You, you bought the ap little apple trees, the sapling. You have to dig yeah. hole. You have to water them. You have to fertilize them. You have to mow the lawn. All that stuff and nothing. But then five years later, those trees will produce fruit for 50 years. Yes. And if you look at that... That's the difference of who makes it and who doesn't mm -hmm. is it's incremental success. It's mm -hmm. one little piece of time. So I got uh, a question here for you. What does, um, and, and maybe this is just, this is kind of my term, but I'd love yeah. to know without, you've never heard me talk about what is marketing stamina 
What does that stamina part? What does that mean to you if I just say marketing yeah. stamina? For me, it's not throwing in the towel for things that don't work, but it's like dissecting so everything. Yeah. So for me, like I, I have told people this before, but like I'm obsessed with numbers because in a world where I'm very emotional and heartfelt and intentional and authentic, numbers to me give me clarity. And so numbers aren't saying success or failure. They're giving me the experiment. And I am like an experimenter at my core. And so I am constantly refining my marketing so that one, it doesn't feel like marketing, but two, when I'm selling, it actually feels like I'm serving. So I look at everything. I teach this as well, like serve, 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 then sell. And that sell, if you've served well, that sell sell. feels like a service, you know? And so, yeah, stamina is like day in and day out, like analyzing, assessing, and mixing it in with like the emotion, like not losing. Because I think a lot of times people remove the emotion from marketing. Whereas like, if you really care about what the emotion needs to be in it. Yeah. Well, to me, uh, what a perfect answer. Yeah. And it's great. That's why you're successful. Yeah. But so think about this. I'll watch somebody write a book and take a year. And that takes a lot of stamina. Yeah. Like, oh, I love this chapter, but I threw it out. Oh, I had a ghostwriter. They screwed it up. I ended up rewriting the whole thing. Oh, I stayed up for two weeks straight. I stayed up for four in the morning. And like, they'll go through all that, right? Yeah. And have all this stamina to finish the book. And that same person will say, oh, I tried a, a Facebook campaign in my book. I tried it. It didn't work. You can't sell books online. Yeah. I'm like, how many did you try? It's like, just one. So they'll have the stamina to create it. And then when it comes to marketing, they try one ad or one landing page or one video they shot. And when it doesn't work, that means the internet is broken. And and I just want to encourage you and, and say, like everybody listening right now, it's like, if a plane crashed, and I use this all the time, but it, it, this metaphor sticks in my head. If a plane crashed, you wouldn't question the aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't yes. say, oh, no, it's, it's, it's a half a ton. Of course it can't fly. You know aerodynamics work mm-hmm. and planes fly. Yep. So when your ad doesn't work, the girl that was just on the, the train, the live group we did yeah. with your people, she launched a campaign and had crickets. Yep. If she, and she's not. She seems amazing. But if she said, oh. Um, Facebook doesn't work anymore. It's not true. It's yes. working for you. It works for me. Yes. I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every month on Facebook and then Instagram and YouTube. You know, it works every single day. So mm-hmm. whenever an ad of mine doesn't work or a page doesn't work or an email bombs or mm-hmm. a campaign does, I don't say planes don't fly. Yep. Marketing doesn't work. Marketing works. Planes fly every day. Yep. There's marketing happen every day. That means I have to adjust who I'm approaching or I have to adjust the message I'm sharing yep. and I'm going to adjust it not once or twice or five. I'm going to adjust it until it works. Mm-hmm. Not like I don't say, oh my God, I tried seven times with that video. Throw that campaign out. It's like, no, yeah. marketing works. This product is great. I am going to have the stamina to keep trying headlines. I'm going to go read a thousand comments. I'm going to find my competitors and find out why the hell they're working and I'm not. And I will take the stamina and I don't quit. Yeah. And Because you know what? And you've been here. Yeah. Have you ever had something not working, not working? And you make one, sometimes it seems stupid. Yeah, it's like, like punctuation. I change up headliner and all of a sudden it's like your team's like oh my god boom it's off and then that's proof of concept yeah that the stamina is worth it well i think too nowadays we love to say oh the algorithm screwed me or mark zuckerberg made a change and darn it it doesn't work anymore facebook is dead or pinterest doesn't work and if you're not willing to pivot, like you are building things on borrowed land, yes. like social no, media is borrowed land. Is borrowed land, and if you're not willing to follow the land's rules and believe that it can work for you, 
then you're never you going well to make it. Yeah. And so it's so interesting to me as someone who teaches social media to people, like when I think about like, well, how do I need to sell to them? It's all about mindset shifts and proving that the algorithm didn't screw you. In fact, it's going to help you. And, and this is how you're going to actually convert these people. And, and so it's so interesting to me because I feel like we love to play the victim mentality of like why this can't be for me. And it's like, no, shift it. Like, here's why it can work for yeah. you. And, and I think it's just that I, it's funny you say that because I remember 10 years ago, they called it the Google slap. Yeah. People were doing Google AdWords and yep. Google AdWords changed it. And companies legit went out of business. Like online marketing's dead. It's never going to work. And yep. I'm like, oh my God. Like it's always, I love that term. It'll be stuck in my head forever. It's borrowed land. Yeah. But if you know that if you understand the conversation going on in the prospect's mind, if you target the right person, if you truly care, it doesn't matter the shifts in the algorithm. It doesn't matter if it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TV, direct mail, newspaper, yeah, telephone. Anything. It's all the same. Like that's the part I wanted to get across. It's all the same mm -hmm. once you truly care and follow that same model. Yeah. And I think today people are so overwhelmed because they see people that are showing up on every medium and it's like i don't have the bandwidth to do that and it's like you can own your space and start there and soon that's just going to be a well-oiled machine and then you expand and so i feel like a lot of people today they like see what they want but they're like i can't create content for that or i can't yeah, sell I totally that it. and it's like dude slow down yeah, they're trying to stay do all in your lane they're trying yes. to do all of them i see everybody and, and i'll just give you guys a little uh, behind the curtain, um, when we decided to really learn how to sell a book online, yeah. um, well, I sold millions of books on TV, but not online. We had consultants come in about YouTube, about Instagram, about Facebook, about LinkedIn, um, direct mail pages, affiliates, um, native ads. Yeah. And I was getting overwhelmed and literally we we're looking at all of them. I had, a, I had, I paid a consultants to come in for each one. They were on a whiteboard like this and they were just lined up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's too much. And I said to my team, literally one day we're sitting down, I'm like, we're going to master Facebook. Yeah. Forget all the other ones, guys. Yeah. Like, no, but we're, I'm like, what? we're going to master Facebook. And we were selling 20 books a week mm -hmm. and couldn't 50 books a week, 70 books a week, a hundred books a week. And we went weeks and my team's like, I just don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And I have this obsessive st marketing stamina mindset. I'm like, no, it works. It works for my buddy, Brendan. Mm -hmm. It works for Russell Brunson. Mm -hmm. It will work for us. It's like, yeah, but you're not selling money. Like millionaire success habits doesn't teach people how to get rich. Yeah. My book, it teaches people how the habits that wealthy people have. Yep. Right. So it wasn't this buy this and you can make money. It was just like habits. Selling mm -hmm. habits isn't easy. Yeah. But we kept going, kept going. And literally we made two tweaks that took us from, I'm not exaggerating, a yeah. hundred books a week to 5,000 books a week within two weeks. And we stayed at 5,000 for what a year. What were they? For a year. What were the Just tweets? shifts in the messaging, Sure. right? I was talking about millionaire success habits one way, and then I got this groove of like, listen, how many magic money, money machines are you gonna look for? Yeah. How many times are you gonna look for the course and buy it and stick it on the shelf? Do you know what's missing? And I believe this with all of me, it was so authentic because it's the truth. It's the habits that you have yeah. that what you, if you change your habits, then you don't have to go from course to course, opportunity to opportunity. Right. And I started talking about going upstream, going upstream, mm -hmm. going upstream. And that messaging got more clear to me. And I changed my headlines to, to fit that. Yeah. And I changed the sales page to fit that. And all of a sudden the three tweaks lined up and it was like game over. Like yeah. we did 9,000 sales one week just on Facebook. You know what is crazy though, that we can't forget is you just gave me like such a big takeaway, like an hour ago. 
And it makes me want to go through all of my marketing because I think of marketing and we've, it's been very clear as we've talked that we are motivated by different things. And so I'm motivated by the possibility and you're motivated by like the escaping the possibility of pain. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times as marketers, we market in the way that we want to be seen and heard. And I was like, if I could write two campaigns that sell the same thing, one for the people that need to see what's coming, what's possible, and one for the people that need to see that they can get away right from, from this pain. pain, I could sell double. You, you absolutely, I, I would bet to say, if you look at your best converting ads yeah. or sales videos, yeah. I'd bet to say you're gonna look and go, oh my God, it's all aspirational. Do you know I don't have a single sales video? That's awesome. I've never made one in my life. So it's all copy? Yeah. That's amazing. But even in your copy, yeah. you're going to look and yeah. see that sometimes if, because, and I, w- I learned this, oh my God, I just remember his name, Wyatt Woodsmall. Okay. Wyatt Woodsmall consulted for Tony Robbins for like 15 years. Sure. And he taught Tony that some people are, this is his terminology, not yeah. mine. Some people are move away people. Yep. And some people are move towards. That's yep. all created from Wyatt Woodsmall. The whole world talks about it now. It all came from him. Yep. And what he meant is some people will buy or make a decision because they want to move away from pain. Yep. And other people, it's stick and carrot. Yep. That's the stick person. Yep. And other people make a decision because they want to move towards pleasure. Yep. Right? You're moved towards pleasure. You're yep. the carrot. Like, carrot, I want yeah. it. Yep. Where other people are like, I don't want the carrot. That overwhelms me. I just don't want this pain. Yep. Right? So if you have marketing and you're just talking about, hey, once you have this and you can have the freedom, get rid of the job, buy the house, half the people are like, hell yes. And the other people are scared of it. You have to also say, but what if you... Don't take action today. Yes. What's going to be different in five years? Yep. How are you going to feel when you look in the mirror five years from now and you're not in shape or you don't have the money or you're not in a good relationship or you feel alone or you're stuck in that job? Like, how's it going to feel to be left behind mm-hmm. or, or miss out? Then the other half, like, oh, oh, I can't miss out, yeah. right? And so many times I'll see an ad. I'm like, that ad's been on for a year. It's completely aspirational. That person could double their yep. ad spend if they added the pain of inaction. Yep. Remember that pain of inaction. Yep. Half the people need that. I love that. And I think that's such a good takeaway. And I think what's interesting too, and I would challenge you is like follow Dean and I, because we're doing similar things in different With ways. completely different approach. And I think it's so cool because I just think that what's so interesting to me is like, I'm always analyzing marketing and language. And like, I mean, even with friends, like when I'm sitting down, I'm like, what are you, what idea are you selling me right now? Or like, yeah. what are you trying to get me to take action on? And I think that what's so important when you, when you start to dig into marketing is don't tune it out, pay attention. Exactly. I think our generation, especially we've gotten so good at fast forwarding through commercials. And you know, when we see an ad, we scroll past it and things like that. And it's like, no, like start to pay attention because the more that you start to pay attention and start to understand or dissect or reverse engineer, the more that you can start to figure out how it is that you want to show up to make people take action and change the world. Yeah. And I think that, and I've said this a lot, if anybody knows me, they've heard me say it, but if you build it, they will not come. Yes. And it's a really, like I said, I like the airplane fly, airplanes fly. Uh, I love thinking if you build it, they will not come, right? That was a Kevin Costner movie called Field of Dreams probably 20 years ago. It was about building this baseball in this uh, baseball stadium and his dead dad would come and play. And yeah. he kept hearing these voices. If you build it, they will come. And I believe most people in business think 
that's everybody else. But if I write my book, yeah. if I build my course, yeah. if I create this invention, oh, they will come yeah. and they won't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been in business for 30 years. Every once in a blue moon, something goes viral on its own yep. and everybody focuses on that one thing and they miss the 5 million other people who wrote a great book, created a great course, had the perfect mastermind, had the perfect product, thought people would come and they didn't. Mm -hmm. So marketing, if you want another level of life, marketing and sales, what we talked about today is the oxygen for growth. And when you love what you do, when you enter conversations already going on in people's minds, if you care about them, selling doesn't become selling. You're providing a service to enhance their life. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the moral of the story is serve, serve, serve so that when you sell, it still feels like serving. Yeah, this was fun. I hope we served up something good today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had to jump back in here in the end. First off to say, isn't Jenna awesome or what? And remember, what you learned today was from two people who've been there who've been scared, who've failed, and have also succeeded on levels we once only dreamed of. So take the notes and implement these strategies in your life. Remember, take what serves you, throw the rest away. Also, if you don't already have a copy of my brand new book, The Underdog Advantage, I didn't know this time in history was coming, but this book was written for today's time. Learn how to take your disadvantages, learn how to take lack of resources, and create resourcefulness on a whole nother level. Learn why the most successful people throughout time were underdogs. So right now, if you go to deansbook.com, you can grab a copy of The Underdog Advantage and see how to turn those so-called disadvantages that you have personally or because of today's times and turn them into your superpower. This book is pure fire. I bought several thousand copies. They're in my warehouse and I wanna send you a copy for free. Free means I paid for the book. You cover the shipping and handling. Go to deansbook.com right now. Fill in your address so we know where to ship it. Cover the shipping and handling and see why the world is going crazy over the underdog advantage. Yes, I'm a multiple New York Times bestselling author, but this is my best book ever. Thanks so much for being a part of the Dean Graziosi Show. The next episode will be pure fire. So tell your friends, make sure you leave us a message. And if you love this episode, remember we do this for free. So share it with friends, share it with family, take a screenshot and post it on your IG. This is how we get our message out to the world to deliver capabilities when people need it the most. If you liked this podcast, make sure you rate it. And also make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out. Remember, all success starts here.